Welcome to Better Since Birth. This is your go-to podcast for unapologetic motherhood and breaking the norms society holds about women. I'm Sarah Nowak, your host, and I'm super excited to have you here. And I feel like that is such an important piece for any of the moms listening is like to understand your children's design because often they're designed differently than we are. Like we're always getting, and this happens in astrology too, is like we're getting the medicine of what we need. And so often it's not going to be like the same. Um, so especially if you're like a non-sacral parent, so a non-sacral person would be a projector, a reflector, or a manifester. We don't create our own energy. So if you're a mom not creating your own energy and you have a child who is, it's about creating environments where they can like really burn through that energy. Welcome, Alisa, to the podcast. I'm super yeah. happy to have you here. Thank you so yeah. much. You're the first guest. So it's like a huge, <laughs> it's a thing. Oh my gosh, I'm um, so honored to be the first guest. Yes, you are. And you're the, the perfect first guest. Like I could have not imagined a better one. It's so good. And I think this topic is so amazing and will be so helpful for so many um, people out there. So it's amazing. I'm super glad to have you here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. So would you like to introduce yourself maybe a little bit for people who don't know you already? Like, um, what are you doing? Like the life that you created for yourself, who you are, where you live and all that <laughs> yeah, for sure. So my name is Alyssa Donato. I'm a full-time astrologer. I started doing astrology work maybe four years ago now. Um, really, I started focusing on this craft uh, after I had gone through a really significant move. Before I moved across the country, I was traveling a lot, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> like how Sarah's traveling. Who else? <laughs> yeah. And I kind of just decided that I was ready to land somewhere and create a community and feel at home. And I landed here in Portland, Oregon. I have never been to Portland before I moved here. <laughs> I had no idea what I was in for. I just had these visions of the trees and the moss and the landscape here. And I was just so called to be here. Um, and so I just really blindly packed up a suitcase and moved across the country. <laughs> and so then... That I yeah I had a full time job working online with um, a business coach and I really scaled that position so fast and it kind of left me questioning like well if I've already reached my glass ceiling like what is next um, and so lo and behold astrology just came really seamlessly into my life like I had already been looking at my astrology and studying for years and years and years and it was just something in me that clicked like this makes sense. The practice of looking at place, like traveling and where I desire to be and also your astrology just like made so much sense in my brain. Um, and this happened to me actually while I was going through the artist's way. So if anyone here listening has gone through the artist's way, I think I was on like week eight and there was just a huge light bulb moment in my mind of, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's like from that moment, I just decided And so basically everything since then has been based off of that decision to pursue this full time. That's so amazing. It's so amazing how everything just worked out in um, exactly the way it should be. So you became an astrologer full time after you moved to Portland. So mm -hmm. basically being in Portland was also 
this missing piece to fulfill your like soul's desire, you could say, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was something that I hadn't even had on my radar as like a potential work or career. Like I was so basically in like corporate America before that and was working in New York and like had a really good job. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I fulfilled my purpose. And then I felt really purposeless. And that's why I started traveling a lot more. And I was like, what is, where do I fit in here? Like, how do I make myself be who I meant to be and like discover that in my own way. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I can't even imagine you working in a corporate <laughs> <laughs> in some company now. That's like so I cannot <laughs> you had to reintroduce yourself to everyone you already knew because you were like, no, that's the new Alyssa now. <laughs> well, She's so different. <laughs> yeah. People would come to my desk and they would like ask me astrology questions. So I was oh already God. doing it. Just like I hadn't recognized it for myself yet. And I think that was like the biggest portion of this was like I had to come to my own understanding of who I am in my own, you know, and I think that I do astrology in very different ways than a lot of other astrologers. And so I had to make that like unique path mine. That's so awesome because I think in like in every business you have to find that niche and it's so nice that you found it naturally and not for like forcing it, not for like thinking, oh my God, I need to find a niche, <laughs> but you were just naturally like born with that. So that's super amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Wow. That's really nice. So um, you talk a lot about astrogeo- uh, no, yes, astrogeography in your mm-hmm. um yeah, in your job, on your Instagram. Um, could you tell us for the people who don't know, like who never heard of astrogeography, that's a hard word, <laughs> um, <It is> a- <laughs> before, <laughs> could you maybe just sum up um, what it is about and why it's uh, special? Yeah, so astrogeography for people who are listening is the same as astrocartography. So it's the same practice if you've heard of either of those. And if you haven't, it is the astrology of place. So there's many ways we can look at the astrology of place. Like, for example, each city also has a corresponding astrology. So the astrology of like Los Angeles is different than the astrology of New York is different than the astrology of London. And you can kind of feel that when you like experience major cities are kind of easy because they have this like very particular undertone like New York. When I think about New York, I think about the stock market and like the nine to five and like everything in New York is based around time and New York is ruled by Saturn and Saturn rules time. So there's like these ways we can kind of look and track. Oh, this makes sense for the city. This makes sense. Like LA is ruled by the sun and everyone there, you know, wants to be a celebrity and be seen. And so there's these like ways in which the astrology really adds up to places. Um, And then we also have our own unique astrology of place. So where we feel most at home and where we feel, you know, um, called to travel or retreat or take a trip, um, they also have a particular planetary association with us uniquely. And so everyone is different because it's based on the natal chart. So just so everyone's natal chart is different, everyone's astrology is different. It'll be the same for your astrogeography. It's a different um, map, even though, you know, the places stay the same and carry the same frequency, but they'll show up differently to everyone. So you know, mine versus Sarah's would be different. Mine versus my partner's is different. Um, 
And we get to really play within that practice. Like same as astrology, we really get to play within it. And it is a practice of like self-discovery. This is something that I say a lot because you can explain something. Like I can tell you what something is, but until you actually go and have that embodied experience, it's not quite the same. So yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a big piece of the puzzle and not everyone will get to experience their whole map, like your whole chart. And I don't know if we're supposed to, you know, it's like, yeah, that feels beautiful and grand. And we're working with specific planetary placements for a reason. So yeah, that's kind of like a little brief download on astrogeography. When people look at this chart, it looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it does. The first time I looked at it, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> like, well, okay, we're going to close this out. And that's kind of like the general response people have towards this practice is, you know, that feeling of, oh my God. Overwhelming. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, completely. That's why I booked a session with you <laughs> because I was like, okay, I'll just get someone to explain that to me because this is so interesting. And I think especially um, it was at the time when I started traveling with Luana alone. So I really, um, I mean, it came at the right timing in my life, I feel like. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I really wanted to understand it. But then I was looking at the map, like you said, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. And it's, you know, every reader and every, just like every astrologer is going to read differently. And so I think that's kind of like the beauty of this practice is that it's so individualized, even though it's like the same practice in theory, but we're reading, like for me, I read on a very energetic level. So I'm reading your energy, how you're showing up into the space, just kind of like very intuitive with my practice, whereas some people read very like logistically and read, you know, very mathematically or calculated. That's kind of like the opposite of how, you know, I approach it, but it's nice because then it gets its own unique flavor. That's so amazing. And I really, I could really feel that when you, when you did my reading, it was so spot on. Like I was, I remember I didn't even want to travel to Vietnam and you told me, no, go, (laughs) it will be amazing. And it was, now it's literally my favorite country. And it was like such an amazing, I had such an amazing time there. And then I was like, fuck, this is so, um, this is so awesome. And also what you said about my birthplace, I think this is also so interesting for so many people to just like look at their birthplace because um, I think I said it quite often now on my Instagram and in the podcast maybe as well that I don't really feel at home in Germany where I was born um, mm-hmm. that I don't really feel like I belong here or I feel kind of that the chapter um, that I that I had here is kind of over and that I'm not meant to be here for my whole life and when I had the reading with you and you told me why it is that way I was just mind blown <laughs> and I was <laughs> Yeah, so good. And I think this is like so interesting for so many people to just take a look at um, the place they were born, because I think a lot of people feel that they don't really feel at home um, in their home. You know what I mean? So this Uh can be like astrogeography can be a super interesting um, way to dive deeper into that and to have like a science behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I resonate with what you're saying too. Like when I moved from the East coast, I had that same exact feeling. I was like, I don't belong here. I feel like the black sheep. I don't know why. Like I just could not fit in. I felt like I was thinking so differently than a lot of people just in my community and like 
Oh, yeah. It was – and as soon as I moved to the West Coast, I was like, wow, this is such a breath of fresh air. Like, I feel like these people understand what I'm saying and can just go deeper with me. And, yeah, it also gave me the understanding of why I was born where I was born. What did I have to learn? What were my lessons? Um, what were my like greatest challenges? And it also can show you where your greatest gifts, like what did you actually gather from that experience? And can you take it with you, you know, when you move forward in life? That is so true. I think that's so valuable as well, because I feel the exact same way that I was born in Germany because I had to go through this um, whole I don't even know how to call it. Like I would just call it like this whole corporate life, like you said as well, and mm -hmm. like on the East Coast, um, just like living in that that nine to five and this. Okay, you have to own a house, you have to own two cars, and you know all of that. Um, I don't know. Everyone is super disconnected to nature, and everyone mm -hmm. like in Germany, it's a lot of um, everyone's just basically staying in their own homes. There's not so much like. There are not so many social events. I mean, of course, if you would live in Berlin, it's probably different than me growing up in a village in Germany. Right. But I think the overall vibe is just different than, for example, in Spain, where people would just like um, go out with their friends every day and just get out to have a coffee. And even like 80 year old um, abuelos <laughs> would go out with their friends and just have a coffee outside. Like it's just a completely different um, vibe. So I think just growing up the way I grew up just made me realize that I don't want to live that way anymore. <laughs> and I think if yes. I would have not had that, then of course, maybe if I would have grown up like in a super hippie family, maybe I would be annoyed by that as well. I don't know. But I think that's part of of your unique soul path and of your unique life's path that you have to to learn your own lessons through it, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Awesome. So, um, oh, I, I have one quick question. Did you, mm -hmm. um, did you realize that you want to go for, uh, to Portland because of your own chart or was it more like an intuitive calling that you had? Well, it's interesting when we're working, I had already looked at my chart probably maybe a year or two before I moved. And I had that experience of like, I opened it up and I was like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. So I just closed my computer and never thought about it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love that <laughs> for um, someone who's who's earning their life now through this whole <laughs> like we all start small right <laughs> yeah we all start somewhere and I was just so overwhelmed and it wasn't it wasn't the right timing for me and I think that's kind of like the interesting thing about all this too is like when we can listen to that intuitive hit and that deep knowing within us like we know when it's our time when it's our time to like travel or leave or go or like pursue something new and it wasn't my time then so I didn't look at my astrogeography till after I had moved and like maybe a while after I had been here um and so at the time I was with a partner who he was like I'm going you know to Oregon and I'm getting my PhD and are you going to come with me and I was like well yeah like we had been together for a long time and so I was just like, of course, I will come with you. And I was living on what would be considered like a more challenging aspect in my astrology, like in my astrology and my astrogeography. It was hard for me on the East Coast. And so that kind of felt like my saving grace of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to move. I'm going to get out of here. And like, 
I just couldn't really like find the path that how I was going to do that on my own. And so this was like a perfect invitation that got presented to me. And he was like, we're going to move to Oregon. And I was like, great. Um, at the time, I thought we were going to move to California. I had always just like envisioned myself living in California. And then I came here and was like, wow, this is so magical. Like there's so much magic here. And I yeah, I left for a while and lived in California and I lived in Washington. So I've had my fair share of the West Coast, but something called us back to be here and to, you know, buy a house and put down roots. And that felt really good energetically for, yeah, someone who's traveled a lot of my life. God, yes, I feel that so, so much. Yeah. I think I'm at this point now where I certainly next year I want to settle somewhere and I'm just thinking about all the places that... um that I feel called to go. But I think it's so funny that she said that this place was magical because I heard it so many times and also from others and also from my own experience. I think there are just places in the world that are just magic, like mm -hmm. literally magic. It's so crazy. Yes. You can't even describe it. And it's it's not even that it's like the same place for, for everyone. You know, it's something really personal and other people wouldn't feel the same way about it. But right. um, it's so, so interesting. And it's so good to hear that it like stayed magical for you because that's what I sometimes think. Like maybe it's just like the magic of the beginning. Maybe it's just like because I'm mm -hmm. here on vacation for like five days. Like, <laughs> right. um, But it's amazing to hear that it stays magical. So that's really good. <laughs> yeah. And here it's kind of like we get really spoiled where I live because it's an hour to go to the beach. It's an hour to go to the forest and the mountain. You can go to the desert. There's like a lot of variety. And for someone who really loves that, like I love to be able to, you know, explore different geographies. So like I will go to the desert or I'll go to the mountains. Um, I feel like a lot of magic comes from the forests here because we have these really, really old forests. Um, oh, so they just feel like they're filled <laughs> with fairies and like it, yeah. it does feel surreal. Um And yeah, just like staying open to that curiosity of what's here. And I mean, there are definitely times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm over this. Like, let's move somewhere sunny. And we definitely have that conversation often. And there's like a reason that we're still here. So it's both and. That is true. And I think, I mean, just because you settle somewhere doesn't mean that you can never travel again. <laughs> so no, um, no. like you said, you can always escape like to a sunnier place in the winter. But um, I think even in places that are like super sunny, it can also be annoying because I basically traveled the whole year in places that were like super sunny and super hot. And now like just for the first days when I was in Germany, I was like such a relief to breathe in like the crisp air and um, mm. to get into the Christmas like spirit because I think it's great to have like um, both sides. And even if you say like you have the forest, the beach, the desert, oh my God, that would be, that would be me because right now I'm just calculating okay which place has everything I could possibly <laughs> I could possibly want in like an hour distance yeah uh, yeah I feel that I didn't realize that like before I had moved so it is important and for people who are thinking about like relocating it is something to think about like what does the landscape look like and a lot of people just think oh well I want to live by the beach and it's like okay well What other layers can we add on top of that? Like, what does the beach look like? Is it rocky? Is it flat? Is it sandy? Like, you know, and we can just play with our imagination. And I think that's kind of the piece of like astrogeography that gets lost is like the imagination, the like daydreaming aspect of it, because 
before something, you know, happens, it's like this seed of intention that we can hold or just bring into our awareness and start to play with and like morph it almost like um, a puzzle or, you know, like Play-Doh. And we can really like bring that seed to fruition if we give it enough, you know, light and water and attention and affection and it will, you know, manifest in a physical way. That is so true. That's so beautiful. I think especially if you like for me, it completely changed as well when I had Luana, my daughter, because mm -hmm. before I was also like always a city girl and always wanted to live in the city because also partially because I grew up in a like super tiny village with maybe like um, 1000 <laughs> inhabitants. <laughs> and I just like as soon as I was old enough, I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> and I moved to the next bigger city. And um, just now through like traveling, seeing the different places like experiencing the different um, energies in the different places and also being with Luana I just realized it's so much easier to be on the countryside like mm. um, close to beaches specifically because um, we both love the beach and I feel like just raising your kid at the beach for me it's like it's just so perfect because where she was born in Valencia in Spain we were always at the beach so she's like she's been at the beach since she was like one month old and yeah. <laughs> she's a beach babe and yes. um yeah it's just something that makes parenting a lot easier for me if I'm just in nature with her because I can also feel that we're both so much calmer being surrounded by by nature yeah mm. <laughs> who would have bought that right <laughs> yeah um but it's crazy how people still ignore it right I think we all feel better somewhere in nature but I think often people just ignore it and still um I don't know buy themselves another plant and just move into their tiny apartment <laughs> somewhere in a big city <laughs> um but I think we all need to reconnect back to nature at some point like even if we live in the city I think we have to get out of the city at some point and oh, for sure. um yeah just be in nature for a bit Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of like one of the practices that I love to just work with people on because a lot of times when I have these sessions, people are coming in just with like this internal frustration. And most often those people are also people living in like big cities. I think most of my clients come from the U.S., but then sometimes we have like places like Mexico City or places in Europe. I get a lot of European clients, Australia, places where – Yeah, you're in that like little apartment. You're not connected in with like the rhythm of nature. And it creates this like internal frustration because we're meant to live in harmony with the seasons and with nature and with the land. And so it's like something that I just try to preach over and over again. It's like, okay, well, go outside. Like, I don't care where you go, find a park, find a patch of grass, and just like ground in, connect in, and just make this part of your practice of like, returning to nature and coming inward and it's hard when the city is so noisy and there's so much activity to get into that quiet space and I think so many people are experiencing this like nervous system overwhelm and you don't really get that as often when you're living in like a small you know where you grew up in the village and you know where I grew up too I think there was only like a thousand people you know it was quiet um so especially if you're someone that's primed that way already, like you weren't born in the city, you were born in someone that's more quiet, you're going to naturally be called to places that are more quiet, more full of nature, more in touch with, you know, the land and the seasons. And that's okay. And it's like, that's just something we have to honor within ourselves. 
Yeah, that's so true. It's like it takes acceptance because for me, I was like confused at first. I was, um, wait, <laughs> I, I always <laughs> wanted to live in a big city. <laughs> I had so many right. more big cities like on my plan. And um, now I realize I actually don't want to live um, in big cities anymore. So uh, maybe if I would, if I was to live in a big city, like at least in some place that it's like still close to nature or in a city that has um really quick access to like the beaches or the mountains or mm -hmm. yeah any place like that but yeah like I said I think especially like if you have kids it's just like wow it makes such a big difference and I think maybe even people who live in the city don't even realize that often their stress comes from living in the city <laughs> because <Right>. um <laughs> Like I was just now in uh, Kuala Lumpur with Luana in Malaysia. It's like such a big city. And like, thank God the cabs there are so cheap that we could just go like from place to place by cab. But mm -hmm. if that would have not been the case, then it would have just been so hard to get around. And she's at a stage now where she doesn't really want to walk. She doesn't want to sit in a pram. She doesn't want to be carried. And I'm just <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> how are we going to get dinner now? Um, so I think, I don't know that, for example, that would not like happen if you would just like live somewhere close to nature. And I think also with the food, if you just eat um, food that you grow yourself or that maybe your neighbor grows or somewhere like someone in that community makes such a big difference because the food from the cities usually come from like bigger companies or um, I don't know, they get flown in by from other places. So it makes such a big difference as well in our overall health to, I don't know, to mm -hmm. just stay connected with nature, like what we said. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. So, Dan, let's switch to the next topic. <laughs> um, you also talk a lot about human design in on your Instagram. And mm. um, I, like, I think a half a year ago or a year ago, I got a bit into human design um, so that I just, like, calculated my own human design and also did it for Luana. And so I'm a manifester and she's a, a manifesting generator. And it's Oh. Made so much sense <laughs> when I realized she's a manifesting generator I was like okay everything makes sense now because she is the energy like <laughs> she never gets oh, tired it's so crazy it's so crazy and until I saw that she's a manifesting generator I was always like why isn't she sleeping like she has to be tired like <laughs> am I doing something wrong should I like create a different environment for her because she's not sleeping no there is like as soon like it's crazy like you can't put her down if there is any um like if she has the like or if I allow her to play more she would play more until she literally just like knocks out <laughs> and then I saw that this is like so typical for manifesting generators so I was like okay this makes sense now I guess <laughs> um, yeah and she really charges you up like she is the battery yes. that fuels you but she yes. also can drain you like you reach yes. your breaking point <laughs> I think yes it goes both ways for sure because often I find myself just like um yeah being really refilled by by her energy and like really really okay like this is so cute I just like okay let's play another hour or something like that but then again yes it can be also draining where I'm just like okay Luana like I don't understand why you still have energy left <laughs> because yes. I'm right like now um yeah it's so crazy but once I realized that this is just like part of her personality um I just like it made everything so much easier because yeah I could 
like accepted more or I just like realized okay I'm not doing anything wrong I'm not creating the wrong environment for her or something like that it's just the way she's built so um yeah just go with it (laughs) just go with it and I feel like that is such an important piece for any of the moms listening is like to understand your children's design because often they're designed differently than we are like we're always getting and this happens in astrology too is like we're getting the medicine of what we need and so often it's not going to be like the same um so especially if you're like a non-sacral parent so a non-sacral person would be a projector a reflector or a manifester we don't create our own energy so if you're a mom not creating your own energy and you have a child who is it's about creating environments where they can like really burn through that energy and like utilize it in a good way to where yeah they have that experience like at night where they just pass out like that's kind of your hope is that they (laughs) feel so supported in their process throughout the day that they just their battery turns off and they go to bed (laughs) (laughs) that's the goal (laughs) yes but it's so that's so beautiful what you said that um you always get what you need like for your children i think that's also mm-hmm. that so many people don't see that your children are here to teach you something like you're not here to teach them something like they probably teach you the biggest life lessons you'll ever receive like from a toddler <laughs> who right. at the same time just freaks out because you put like sauce on the pasta <laughs> you know so you think <laughs> like okay <laughs> what is happening but um that is so true maybe we can just quickly recap maybe can just like sum up in the sentence what human design is for everyone who doesn't know what human design is yeah so human design takes into consideration astrology but it also takes into consideration like the I Ching um and I what is the other practice the Kabbalah so it's like a migration of systems and it gives you a personal design so um there are different designs every and we can think about this like everyone is designed differently like we know this from a very um just like basic perspective but then we think about yeah. okay how do i personally make energy or create energy or how do i create things in my life and like for sarah to be a manifester i can really see you being a manifester now that you said that like <laughs> you're like i'm going to go do this and like you bring it to fruition like you're very good about feeling into your like um desires of what you want to manifest and you do bring them like earth side you are good about bringing them but then also i can see it's hard with the child because for manifestors and non-sacral people specifically we have to like allow ourselves more rest than other people than other designs <laughs> so yes the world is- i feel that <laughs> we can so burn that more quickly right <laughs> especially me in germany <laughs> Yeah. And the world is not meant, it was not built for non-sacral beings. So like I as well, I'm a projector, which I don't create my own energy. The world was not created for projectors. I'll tell you that. Like it was created by generators for generators. And we can look at, this is an old system, like um, clocking into work and working, you know, eight hours a day and being on this very like timed rhythmic uh, schedule that just Uh, really it's benefiting like only generators it's not benefiting the rest of the designs in the world um manifesting generators get a little bit of benefit but i think overall the world's designed for generators and so a lot of us who don't fit into that mold of being a generator we also come to face that question of like well where do i belong in this like how do i find my place and i'm sure as a manifester 
when you were like, I'm leaving this town, like, and I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> it's going to happen one way or another. <laughs> Manifestors have that such clear, direct path when they have like an idea that they, that they really desire. Um, and the projectors are like here to lead and guide everyone to, to that path. Like, so for me, it's like, okay, leading and guiding my clients. Like, how can how can we make these moves happen? Or how can we make these trips happen? Or, you know, career shifts or things like that. I feel like I'm usually like navigating these in-between world events. Um, and just learning my design really, really helped me stop placing guilt on myself. Like I had a lot of guilt for like resting so much. Yes. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> the first time I just remember like erupting in tears because I had never felt something that felt so true to me. I felt such this wave of relief of like, oh my God, I don't have to act like a generator. Like I don't have to live my life. Like, I can break out of the matrix. <laughs> yeah. And I had such bad adrenal fatigue. I was exhausted. Like I truly had no, I had nothing left in me to give. And so when I realized this, I was like, oh my God, it's like a thousand pounds off my back where I can just, you know, breathe and like live my life from my unique design. So nice. I feel the exact same way. Um, when I read my, um, like, like what manifestors are about and my gifts and my, like, let's call it problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was mind blown. Uh, like I was the same like you. I was just thinking that this is the most accurate description of myself that I ever read. And there were so many parts of myself that I didn't allow to um to come to the surface and mm -hmm. just be reading my human design I was just like fuck this is so this is so accurate and mm -hmm. since then I allow myself much more to um to like I said to bring these ideas to fruition because before I always stopped myself because I was thinking no I'm not good enough I'm not here to um to like break out of the box or to do something like I don't know that could get questioned by others and once mm -hmm. I read my chart I was just thinking to myself okay I'm actually like one of the I think manifestors okay. are like one of the nine percent of um population or even that mm -hmm. I don't know the exact number but um I was just thinking to myself okay I'm actually here to to do to do that so yeah. like now nothing is stopping me anymore now I don't have an excuse anymore <laughs> and, right and um Yeah, I think even like um, if you know what your child like is like in human design, then it can be so, so helpful for you to lead them um, or to guide them the way growing up. Because I think often, um, like, for example, if I would have not known that Luana is a manifesting generator, maybe I would have raised her differently, you know, like just having that in mm -hmm. mind right now, it just helps me so much navigating motherhood. And um, I wish my parents would have known, for example, about human design and that I'm right. a manifester. I think that's something also schools should have in mind, right? Because in school, everyone is just the same and like all the tasks are the same and everyone's just like made to fit into the system. But I mean, yeah, what that creates, it's just so much separation like from society because then people who are not fitting into this box just think, okay, something's wrong with me. But then it also creates separation from ourselves because we think, okay, something is wrong with me. Um, I don't know. I need to act differently. And then they lose their true essence. And that's where their gifts are. So that's just, yeah, 
Um, I think it's super, super valuable, like knowing your own human design and um, knowing your friend's human design, because I think, yeah, knowing everyone's human design that you're interacting with is like super, super helpful. Yeah, I think it's such a, exactly what you said, like in school and systems, it's really where you can start to notice like who doesn't really fit into this systematic way of being in the world and that that was something that I really struggled with forever like I always struggled with trying to fit into like my class or my whatever and I had so much resistance and it was because like I don't fit into that mold and so why am I trying to you know and I do wish so badly that my mom knew my design which ironically we do have the same design so she is also a projector um, so <laughs> That's funny. it's nice that when I think about it, I'm like, wow, we did actually do like a lot of restful activities in my house. Like we didn't do these like <laughs> crazy activities, even though I played sports literally my whole entire life. It was like, okay, when we came home, it was like, da- you know, down regulation time. Like everyone was ready yes. to and thank goodness. Cause I feel like if it was the other way, you know, I would be just even more exhausted. But for my brother, who's a generator, you know, he... Like, he would just go off on his own and just do things on his own, like, self-led play to make sure he was exhausted at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> like Luana. <laughs> He's like, okay, yeah, Derek's doing this and whatever. And then we would just kind of, like, hang and chill by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it was so interesting. And I can really see it play out now that I'm older and I know everyone in my family's design. Like it helps me so, so much with communication and kind of like my expectations for people in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's also so important because you realize that just people are built differently and that's just like not something bad or something um, where you should hold resentment or, yeah, just expect other things of them. It's just um, once you realize it's that way, then I think there's just so much more ease and so much more empathy as well because mm-hmm. you just really understand how they're working. <laughs> I think that's what human design is all about, right? It really mm-hmm. gives you a blueprint how how people are actually working and I have never read a single human design like for another person um, because once I realized human design is a thing, I just started like Googling, like <laughs> creating <laughs> charts for like basically everyone in my life. And I haven't read a single chart that was not like completely like on spot for that person. So, um, yeah, I think it just gives you insight into your friend's life or into your parents' life in a way that they would probably don't even know because maybe it's parts of themselves that they um yeah that they are kind of that they have forgotten um mm-hmm. just like me when I realized that I'm a manifester. Um <laughs> so yeah it really gives you a deep insight into everyone you're interacting with which is like super valuable I think. Mm-hmm. I agree 100 percent Nice. Awesome. So um, let's take it back to astrology a bit. Okay, okay, that might be the last question. I wanted to ask how um, or if you have any tips, um, recommendations, how you could use astrology um, to support yourself and your relationship with your children. Mm, Yes. So there's this idea in astrology where we all have a missing element. So this is one thing that I teach a lot about because it feels so important to kind of how we structure our lives, what we, you know, 
where we decide to live, the interactions we have. Um, so I'll give myself as the example first because I'm I know this intimately about myself, but in my <laughs> astrology chart, I have a lot of I have an earth stellium and I have an air stellium. So I have three planets in an earth sign, I have three planets in an air sign, and then the rest of my chart is basically like more earth and air. So I have virtually no in my tropical astrology chart, I have virtually no fire in my chart, and I have zero water. So for me specifically, my missing element is water. And so something that really balances out my system, something that brings like more harmony into my like makeup and my energy and how I just live my life is like actually to be near the water. <laughs> and so oh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah a I lot love of that. People think, <laughs> so there's this idea like, oh, I'm a water sign. Like I love living by the beach. And yes, that is 100% true. Like we're always drawn to the elements that we have. Like for example, me, like I love being in the forest. It's probably one of my favorite places because I have so much earth in my chart. But also knowing that because water is my missing element, I have to get that in some external way. Like I have to give myself that either by taking a bath or Lately, I've been swimming like three times a week and it keeps me so sane <laughs> in the world. That's amazing. I love so, swimming because you can just like dive under and just like <laughs> forget the whole like outside world. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> and so I have to kind of give myself that, I would say, more than an average person. So, for example, you can look up to like there's, you know, calculators that you can just look up what's my missing element. And so if your missing element is air maybe doing like more breathing exercises with your child or um, and you can make this really fun to like blowing up balloons or just like doing something that you're like inviting in that element that you're missing. Right. So breath is also like singing and um, things like that where you would want to invite them into your child's life so that we can start to harmonize their system. Um, if their missing element is earth kind of intuitive, but just like going and doing more like outdoor activities, being submerged in nature, maybe working with something like clay, that could be really supportive. Um, if they're missing element is fire. Fire is a little bit harder to like bring in that element, especially for kids. I'm like, not you can make some marshmallows yeah. on the bonfire. But also just, you know, having like, if you are someone that lives in a cold environment, just bringing that energy of fire into the house starts to work with their system. Like it works with us all on an elemental level. And I think that's what astrology is at its very core is like the elements that we're working with every single day that harmonize this planet. And so for some of us, our child will need different elemental energies to really balance out their system and we need them too. So it's like acknowledging what you are missing and how you can get it. And oftentimes, like, like I said earlier, that child will fill in that part of ourselves that's missing. So like for my parents, they have, my mom has a lot of water in her chart. So of course I have no water. She has a lot of water, right? Like we harmonize. So amazing. Yeah. And same with my dad and then my brothers, you know, like all of our energy is working in this family constellation of elements. And so it's nice to just know like a very basic overtone of, you know, sun, moon, rising sign, what elements are they, you know, 
what qualities do they have? And even that is like almost enough for you to really work with your child and know, okay, well, this is how they're showing up, especially, you know, moon signs important for early child development, because as your child is, you know, you can tell them one thing, but the internal conversation that they're having can be a totally different thing, right? So, for me being an Aquarius moon, like when someone tells me what to do, I just like laugh. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> I think that's Luana as well. <laughs> that's me as well. <laughs> I have to look it up after, after we finish yeah, the recording. Like, <laughs> oh my that's God, nice. that's so accurate. Yeah. So knowing those parts of ourselves, I think really helps us be, it helps us be better, you know, caretakers and parents. And it also helps children be, you know, more supported in their journeys with us as their guides. That is so amazing. Oh my God. I will definitely look up my missing element and I will definitely look up Luana's missing element <laughs> um, because that's something I never thought about. So that's such a great advice. And I think this could be life-changing for us <laughs> um, <laughs> to really, yeah, to connect more to that. That is really amazing. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, oh my God, we, we talked a lot about like many interesting topics. So I think we can wrap it up. Um, so I just wanted to, um, to, yeah, let you uh, tell people like, how can they find you if they want to get in contact with you? Um, like maybe you can introduce your offerings or yeah, ways to, to contact you if people are now thinking, oh my God, I need to get a reading of Astro Geography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess main, my main readings would be astrogeography. I do also astrology and Saturn return sessions. Saturn return sessions are like some of my favorite sessions because it really is that like first threshold point we go through in our astrology journey. So they're really fun. Um, every year I teach two courses on astrology. So I, it's called the Astral Academy. I teach it twice a year. It's level one is very basic introductory astrology. So learning the planets, learning the archetypes, learning the elements. And then level two is kind of like how to read the chart um, and how to, yeah, it's called the art of the chart. And so like how to make the chart be this like artistic creation um, and how we can work with it with our own unique tones. And then I'm trying to think of what else. I do a lot of in-person retreats here in Oregon, like little day retreats. Um, oh, I would I love to mas- join. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a mastermind. always sounds so dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very blessed to live somewhere with really beautiful, like, accommodations. And people yes, here are very wow. So I love that about being here. Um Yeah, day retreats. And then my mastermind for 2024 is open. It's for entrepreneurs, um, specifically women in their own businesses. Um, So using your like soul blueprint to have a business, to run your business, to alchemize with your business. Um, This is something that's going to be really fun. So yeah, that's, I think that's the most of my offerings. Sometimes I'll release like little one-off things but that's kind of like the meat of it um and you can always find me on instagram it's just at Alyssa period donato and i'm also on tiktok sometimes when i feel like sometimes (laughs) (laughs) when you're not resting (laughs) i definitely run like 
like a non-sacral, I think. Like I don't have yeah. <laughs> unlimited energy to just be posting all day long. I'm like, oh my God, how do people do that? I know, right? I, I think I tried to start a TikTok now like five times and I always upload <laughs> exactly one video and then I just ignore it for the rest of my life. And then, <laughs> then I have this creative urge to <laughs> to create a new one. And then I do that and then I, I, I just repeat my pattern. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. We'll stop forcing it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here. I definitely going to put your Instagram in the show notes and link your website as well. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for being part of the motherhood revolution. Feel free to share this episode with your family, with your friends. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, please do so by at better since birth podcast i will put the information in the show notes and other than that if you are have an inspiring story to tell if you want to be part of the podcast yourself please drop me a message i'm more than happy to welcome you here and i'm wishing you a beautiful week and i will see you here next week